so reminded me of life, how 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 our day can start out in um, our year or our month, and but the end, really, if we really believe what we say we believe, for those of you who who, who believe in God and believe in, in in positiveness and things like that, that we should be more focused on how it will end, not how it begins, not where it is now, but I trust my God for how it will end. And so I will say, um, Rodney, for me, I don't know what, but this show has made me so emotional. Like I was having a conversation about this show, and I had to fight back the tears. Like I had to just fight tears, like seriously. <laughs> and I, I, I think I know why. And um, so maybe we'll get we'll get into that. But I'm I'm I don't know how long I'm gonna be able to fight back these tears because. At the end of the day, and and, and we'll get going because cause I, I probably won't, I don't want to stay on to ten o'clock tonight. But um, men are so important, you guys, and 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 ladies as well. I just think men are so important, and that's coming from my belief in God. And I think we've allowed this world to just take that knowing that and 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 not just the world but the evil the evils of this world to just take that one thing and i think that has just began a war with our souls and with who we are as women as men our children and as i read statistics of the fatherless home i'm, I'm i was reminded of of we talked about that, or we reviewed some of that sometime before in in different shows, Rodney. And I'm just like, wow, there's so much value and so much that weighs on men. And I think I'm sure they know it. I'm sure they feel it. I'm sure they get caught up. I can't imagine. Like I was able to just leave my selfish world of being a woman and wanting and needing and expecting so much from men to saying, my God, thank you for making me a woman, a mama, because I would be, I think I'd be more messed up than I am as a woman. So um, I guess before we get into the show, Rodney, how are you? Sammy, I am well. Um, I'm glad to be back home. (laughs) Um, I, had, I did have a good time in Chicago this past weekend, but I'm definitely glad to be back home. Um, and I, 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 I'm going to guess that my wife is glad that I'm back too because she 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 just reminded me that I'm glad that to be back home with her. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. But um, <laughs> but I am I am glad to be back home. I did get to see Chicago uh, for the first time in my life. Um, I didn't get to see a whole lot of it uh, because I was busy pretty much from the time I got there Friday until about 5 o'clock Saturday. Um, I did not get a chance to taste the pizza there, which, you know, um, everyone had, had talked to me about. But um, I guess because it, because it was St. Patrick's Day, I mean, there were uh, busloads of people. Uh, pulling into downtown Chicago, and there was a big parade on Saturday. And, um, I went to one place and tried to get pizza near my hotel, and they told me it would be an hour, 15-minute wait. Um, I think I'm a patient guy, but I'm not about to wait an hour, 15 minutes for a slice of pizza. That's not about to happen, praise the Lord. 
but <laughs> but um, I did get a chance to to get out and walk around a little bit. But definitely a great time, and um, you know I could tell that there was a lot to do there. I just didn't get a chance to do it, so I have to put it on my list of places to go and actually visit and and and, and have a good time. Um, but other than that. I am doing well. Um, I did a podcast on Saturday. Um, whenever you guys get a chance, uh, please uh, download uh, the School Me podcast. Um, my interview, I don't think, has been uh, has been uploaded yet, but you can download it, um, and then when it comes out, you'll be able to listen to it, and I'll try to keep you guys informed. Um, and I would just go to Google and type in School Me Podcast, and it should come up. I think it's somehow connected to iTunes, at least that's what I gathered earlier today. So if you have iTunes, you may be able to access it anyway. But I'll keep you guys um, in the loop uh, with that. But other than that, doing good. I'm like you, Tammy, a little tired, but uh, we definitely had some nice weather here uh, today which is strange because now they're talking about by the time Thursday gets here, we're going to have three to six inches of snow on the ground. But <laughs> but that's how, how bipolar uh, weather works here in, uh, in Virginia. We see that you are in a tornado path, uh, Tammy. Is that true? Oh, if I am, I don't know about it. <laughs> so, I mean, the weather, I've had people call me and say, how are you guys doing? Because the news is saying one thing, and, and we're like, well, no, we're fine. Nothing's going on here. So it just depends. But nothing where I am, like I said, I'm actually in Mississippi, um, which is not far, maybe 35, 40, 40, 40, 45 minutes, give or take some, depending on the traffic. And this, it, it turned out to be a beautiful day here. Now, storms this morning, but and that was early this morning, but the day was wonderful, and there's nothing happening right now. And there's okay. no, I've not seen anything um, news-wise or for anything for us. I did see where you guys were going to be getting some some uh, crazy weather, and I think it's going to be a little bit of that here. It's going to be colder. Like Nashville, I know it's going to, it's expecting snow, I think, tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. um, just, it again, just shows that we have no control. We can be in short today and and coach tomorrow with heaters back on so just let you know that hey you have to be prepared to 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 do life so but i'm good and um looking forward to tonight's topic um i hope that i I actually heard that there's a lot i'm so so glad to hear this um i was talking to a cousin and uh of mine and he said he named off a few people that have been listening to the show frequently um, from my hometown that I had no idea um, that they were listening. So, and I heard that they listen online, um, and I was, I was, it was, it was really good to hear that. And so, to them, I won't call out any names. If you, if you feel like sharing, that that's fine. But just want to say, send out a big shout out to those who do listen, um, because like I said, you guys sometimes Rodney and I are on here and we're thinking, wow. And it is sometimes it is a bit um it's heavy, it weighs heavy because I know for me and I'm sure Rodney as well, you you really it takes a lot for us to come, like I said, because we're all doing other things. Well I know Rodney's, you know, works, works with the kids hard and all that and 
up until last May, I was working and doing other things um, as well. And so, like tonight's topic, it really has weighed heavily on me, this, this topic. So to do it sometimes and think, well, why are we doing it? You know, and, and we get over it for sure. But even with that alone, um, there's that train, you guys. I don't know if you can hear it, but I have grown to love the sound of the train. But um, even when... We just want people to 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 let me let me back up. I'll say this. I don't know how people are making it. Those who are not soul searching, who's pursuing um, not just knowing who they are, but understanding who they are, who are taking thoughts captive and trying to figure out this life. What am I? Who am I? And where do I fit in it? Minus all the other stuff, minus what the world says you are, minus what the world says you need to be successful, minus what the world tells you success is. Because the more, the deeper I get into this, and I was thinking about this today, um, and a young lady that I don't, I don't know. I mean, I she's been following a lot on Facebook, but I've never met her and don't know how we ended up being friends. We have like four mutual friends because I checked today because I thought, wow, who is this girl? Because she invited me to listen in on this guy uh, who was talking to women. He was just talking to queens about men and how we should forgive our exes and, and any guy that has hurt us, how we are to let it go, release. And he spoke something that spoke to my heart. That did as well, but it spoke to my heart because here lately I've been thinking my heart is changing. Like, okay, yeah, I see some changes in myself. I see some changes this way, that way. But I am feeling like my heart, my heart is changing, and that feels different. Like, seriously, the things I want to do and say, the judgment I want to place upon people, and so I'm finding that I think of having true, more compassion, like even this topic tonight. Like, I don't, I, I really just don't know why it has sent me here. And so as I was thinking about that, this guy came around and he was talking again to Queens about the guys that they have loved and and had in their lives and how we must forgive and let go and how we, he used another word for it, but it was like you have to bless, you have to pray for basically saying you have to bless your ex and the guys who loved you by praying for them basically by releasing them letting them letting them go as far as your um holding on to what they did to you and how they made you feel and as he talked about it he says that that only happens when your heart begins to change and so i thought about myself I'm like wow okay I, I really needed to hear that um and so going into tonight's topic i'm i'm going to put that out there to our ladies Forgive the guy who's hurt you because most times when they do or that guy that has hurt you or left you feeling some kind of way, it's not always about him. Um, he, he likely, as all of us do, women, men, and this is this is not a male bashing show, and I put that in the show description. I, I want to start out by reading that as well, but... It it likely comes from a place of emotional brokenness that comes from a place of childhood, a fatherless world. I truly believe that men need men 
before they ever need needed a woman. Like men, young boys need to see men showing them how to do this thing. And I asked uh, my friend today, does fi- what does finances have, being financially stable and able to take care of his family, what does that do or, or how does that make a man feel? How much value does a man put into being able to or not being able to, even if it's in his mind? So that's just one thing I want to get into, um, Rodney, but if you guys, what, what we'll do just for the sake of time, let's, I want to read the show description, and um, I'm just going to tell you guys, remember the trash can baby, and maybe we'll get to talk about that before we get off offline, but I just want to go right into this and spend as much time as we can about um, the topic. So loving emotionally broken men is the topic for tonight, and here is the, the promo, the promotion uh, description that we used for tonight's topic. One of the most challenging things a woman can do is fall in love and or attempt to love an emotionally broken man a man who is incapable of loving and respecting themselves, you or the relationship, because he has not learned to love, respect, and value himself. Note, this discussion is not about bashing our beautiful men. Join us with an open mind, love, truth, and a vision to help men and women heal. I believe that stereotypes have caused great men to feel defeated, fearful, and hopeless. These same stereotypes have caused women to be disrespectful, demanding, spiteful, and manly. We have, we all have work to do. Let's connect, discuss, and heal together. So um, that is the description, and I want to put emphasis on this is not a male bashing show. This is not saying that there's something wrong with with men being emotionally broken. Of course, it affects us. It, it affects all of us, society, women, children, this world. But the fact is we have a lot, many emotionally broken men. And they go through this, I believe, not a man, but I believe that men go through this Silently, just because, and, and our topic for last week was the double standards that are, are for men and, and women that we have out there. Um, I think just based on the roles that, that men have or feel that they have to carry um, out on, being the provider, the protector, being the leader, um and when they can't be or they feel that they are not or they feel that someone else it measures up differently and you start to compare, um, I think that's when our men take it to the next level, especially that man who comes from a broken home, who's already experienced challenges and challenges and, and pain and, and all of that as a child. And let's face it, most of us, we have something. All of us have something, men, women. You can't do this life and not fall down or not run into people and circumstances and situations that break you, so to speak, or shake you. Um, so 
this is what the show is about tonight. I hope that we have men listening. I hope that you will share women. I hope that you will listen in hopes of getting something out of it, if nothing else, that make you a bit more humble towards, because this is not just about your man that you are dating. It's also about your brother, your father, your uncles, your your friend, guy, your sons, the, the men in your life that you love and that you want. And, and I want you guys to really hear that word, love. And because the topic is loving emotionally damaged men. And so, um, Rodney, I'm going to hit a few topics and I'm going to turn it over to you because you are a male and, and I hope you have some things to share, if not about your own personal life, about the men that you know and how you see and how you guys go through it, um, this emotional process. But, again, focus on the word love. And before we get off, I do want to read uh, Corinthians, First Corinthians, where it talks about love. I want us to really take the time and read one through thirteen. I mean, we can read everything else and do everything else. So let's let's focus on what God's word says love is, which I think that is the that is the main focal point here tonight. Not just for the man in your life, how you love yourself, how you love your friends, your family, your children. How you love God. So love is everything that we, that is totally different from what we think it is. And how we provide or give love is totally different from God, how God intended for us to do it. So emotions, what are our, what are emotions? Because it says emotionally damaged men. So what are emotions? I think we get emotions mixed up with our feelings. And we focus more on how we feel than the emotion that is attached to that feeling. Because an emotion has to happen before we can feel. You have to have an emotion about whatever is going on in your life before you feel some kind of way about it. And so... Another thing to take away tonight, start focusing on, of course, your thoughts. What are you thinking? What do you think about yourself? Why? How do you feel about yourself? What is the emotion attached to that feeling? Do you have an emotional um, presence about I don't measure up in this way, in that way? And I'm talking to our men. And why? And so now how does that make you feel? And we have to start, like tonight's show, if it's not Butterfly Evolution show, listen, feed your soul, feed your mind, feed your spirit with the things that you need to grow. There are certain plants that need a lot of water. There are certain plants that need just a little bit, a lot of sun, just a little bit of sun. What does your spirit need? What does your life need? Not what the world says so that we can start breaking away from these ties, so that we can start getting away from the the damage that has been caused from circumstances, from our situations, from what we are deficient in, what we feel we missed out growing up. Maybe there wasn't a father there. Maybe there was. I asked the question to a male do you think it's worse for a young man 
to have a father or a father figure in his life that's just there but not engaged does is not a positive role model, or do you think it's better that there's just not one around at all? He said definitely it's just better if he's not there. If he's not going to be a role model and say this is how a man does it, this is how he treats a woman, and this is how he builds a family, and make that cool. And so if you were put here to be a leader, to be a provider, a protector, a male, but you don't see it happening, but that's your natural state, that's what God has planted in you, but you never see it happening. It's like putting a cat amongst dogs and raising him there. And he doesn't know he looks different. He he knows that what they he they bark and he doesn't he says meow. So we the first thing I'll say is that we men need to start feeding their mind with positive things, getting with some positive males who are doing this thing and enjoying it who are making the choice to be a man. I don't care if he makes $50,000, $100,000, $25,000, it doesn't matter. Because I, I talked to some men who never made 50000 a year, and they live better and are happier and are and at more peace than those who made 200000 a year, 300000 and got everything. And so that's the first thing is define you. We're trying to get, all of us, men and women, we're trying to get to a place without knowing first where we are. So how do you get to California if you don't know where you are? Where do you go? When do, where do you start? Do you start north, east, west? So where are you? Who are you? And get an understanding of that and let it be your truth. And... Just because, we're all, like I said, we've all gone through things, and we're going to go through some more things. Nobody had a perfect childhood. Nobody. But who are you and, and how attached are you to what happened to you, your circumstances? And do we just like being victims? Do we like being victims because that's the only time we really get somebody's attention? But as soon as the crisis is over, people are gone. Emotions is one thing, well, Love, talk about emotions more, um, positive and negative emotions, feelings versus emotions. Um, what else did I have? That, that should do it for now in reading uh, 1 Corinthians, understanding what love is. So, Rodney, what are your thoughts about tonight's topic and where are we with uh, – and we're going to also get into – I want to talk a little bit about how – do we love that emotionally broken man without losing ourselves, without throwing in our own thunder, so to speak, of being a woman? So over to you, Rodney. Sorry I was so long in that, but, again, this one's, this one's hitting me hard tonight. <laughs> Tammy, I think that uh, <laughs> I think you did a great job um, um, opening up this, this topic tonight and, there are several things that I have in my notes, but and I was trying to decide where I wanted to start, but I think I'm just going to start with my own personal story and um, and go from there, and then I'll, I'll touch on a couple of points as we um, continue throughout the show. Um, so, growing up, um, 
as early as I can remember. Um, my parents claim that, um, so I have, I have, two brothers that are older than me and I have a sister that's younger than me and I also have a stepbrother um, through marriage. But my um, my parents claim that, you know, the last time they lived together that I was with them, um, I was just, you know, really, really young to remember. So that, that tells you how long ago that was because I honestly don't remember us all living together. But I remember growing up, and I didn't, um, what I'm about to say, I didn't really piece it all together until um, I became an adult. And and not only an adult, but, but a, a matured adult. Um, but I didn't realize that the decisions that I made uh, growing up as a kid were all connected to and anger that was in me that I didn't know was there. Um, but I knew, but but I was angry um, because my dad wasn't. My dad was was not around. Um, I may have seen him like four or five times a year, um, if I got lucky. Maybe my birthday, um, maybe Christmas, um, and maybe a couple of other times. Um, again, if I got lucky, but I, I barely saw him. Um, and when I did see him, it was more so, um, you know, playing with the other kids who were around because it was all of the adults, you know, him and his friends, they would either be playing dominoes or they would be playing cards or, you know, drinking beer and liquor. And so the kids were kind of just doing their own thing. So it wasn't really quality time with my dad, you know, but I was still excited to see my dad. And um, but I but I made decisions as a kid growing up out of this anger that was there that that I didn't know was there. Um, and I think I blamed I think subconsciously I blamed a lot of things on him. Like I blamed the fact that um, we were poor on my dad because every time we would be with my dad or see my dad, it seemed like my dad was living this great life. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. How is it that you live in large? And, like, you know, every time I see you, you show me $100 bills and, like, you know, you got nice clothes and you live in a nice townhouse. And here we are stuck in a house um, in a little duplex, you know, and there are 16 people living here, my mom, her four kids, and, you know, some other uh, relatives, uncles and their kids and, I'm like, how is it that, you know, your life is, is wonderful and, like, we are struggling? And and so, you know, that that had um, a lot to do with it. Um, I felt like, and then I felt like that led to um, being teased and picked on because, you know, uh, my mom, at, uh, I think most of my childhood, my mom was making, like, four five dollars an hour at the most because she was making minimum wage and this is like in the eighties. Um minimum wage wasn't anything and so and so I made decisions based on that, based on the attention um that I was not receiving from my dad or even at home. Um and because I started out like doing really well in school and, you know, uh, people still talk about it now how like I would come home from school 
and all the kids would be outside playing, and I would find a little space, you know, on the coffee table and be doing my homework and, you know, all of that. And, um, you know, it got to a point where it was like, well, if nobody else cares, why should I care about this? Um, And so probably around the middle of elementary school, that turned into me getting in trouble in school. And so from that point on, um, especially until my mom put me, uh, uh, my mom put me out when I was twelve, took me to go live with my dad. Um, you know, it was a lot of you know out of school suspension, in school suspension, detention. I mean, phone calls home, you name it. This was a regular for me, um, but I was re- I was reacting to something that was going on inside of me that I didn't really understand, and so. That eventually led to, you know, these really bad grades and a very low SAT score. And even though I'm very proud of my alma mater, Norfolk State was not my, you know, desired school, but that was the only school that would take me because of where I was um, academically. And so, um, you know, it it just – and then I started to see favoritism, um, you know, and it wasn't just me who saw it, like, what, especially, like, it became evident, like, when I was in high school um, and, like, just starting college, like, how much my dad favored my brother and my sister over me. And so other people would make comments about it. And, um, you know, so all of that um, was playing on me. And so, you know, that was, you know, when you talk about emotions, that was something that came out of this. And so I look, I, you know, as I reflect back over um, my childhood and even, you know, once I, um, you know, got to, you know, high school and got to college, I made a lot of decisions um, that weren't necessarily good decisions based on um, where I was. And then, you know, another part of me was like, you know, I'm going to make sure that, like, this, like, never happens to anybody. Like, I, like it was like, man, like, this is really wrong. Like, you see, like, you know, people, like, to me, I thought that everybody should be able to live what they consider their ideal life. And so um, it also led to um, low self-esteem because there wasn't any anybody around really, like, teaching me on a consistent basis. And I, I would hear things from time to time. But teaching me on a consistent basis, uh, you know, how to be a man or how to de- how to develop into a man from a boy and, you know, how to be tough and how to stand your ground. And, you know, nobody was around, like, teaching me these things. And it was all, like, you know, you need to be really nice and you need to be really kind. Well, that led to people just walking all over me. Um, you know, because that was what I kept hearing. And, you know, so all of these things are just like, you know, and and, and it was easy for people to like guilt, uh, make me feel guilty about things. Um, And so there were people in my life, you know, they they play on that. And so um, I I was always miserable because, um, you know, not only had I been dealt you know, this not so favorable hand, you know, where I don't have two parents living in the household, 
you know, we we the only kind of normalcy is when like I would go and visit my aunt and uncle on the weekend. Like it wasn't like we had like this great life. And so, um, you know, all of these things um uh, were playing on me and just led to one bad decision um after another and then, you know, when it came to um uh, you know, and I'm looking and I'm listening to uh, you know, people, you know, being mistreated or saying that they're mistreated and, you know, hearing a lot of things and like, oh, man, like people really shouldn't do women like that. So instead of me, like, I guess trying to learn from these things, I did, I went all the way to the other side, again, to the point where it was like people would just take advantage of me. Um you know, there was no in-between, and there was, and, and nobody taught me this in-between. Um, and so I was, I don't know, maybe an emotional wreck, at, you know, growing up. I don't know. But I made a lot of bad decisions. Fortunately, I think all of those decisions um, eventually worked out um, for my good, um, and I can see um, how they have um, today. The only thing is, I think just like, you know, if you get a scar um, growing up, it may no longer, at some point, you know, you don't feel the pain anymore, but the scar is still there. Like, I was just looking at my foot, and, like, I remember, like, cutting, like, right, uh, right, uh, right, you know, uh, below my big toe, and I remembered, like, how painful it was when it happened, and it, I was like four or five, maybe when it happened, and I don't, I no longer feel that pain, but that mark is still there. Now, granted, it has no control over me, and you know, I don't like scream and holler and cry like I did when it happened, but the mark is still there. And so, I think um, before I turn it back over to you, I think that is something that we all need to think about as we move forward or try to move forward in life, and that is the things that you say to people and the things that you do to people are going to impact them either in a negative way or a positive way. Now, sometimes, you know, we might be able to shake things and, and, and you know, we don't hold on to them because the truth is you don't want to hold on to something to the to the point where it, it, you know, starts to bring you down. But keep in mind, especially um, if you have children, I think it's important to remember that what you say and do as a parent um, is going to go a long ways with your children. And that brings me to my first point, Tammy, when it, when, you, when we talk about emotion, emotionally broken men, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start with where I believe this begins, and I think it begins in the home. Men can be broken down by their mothers and or their fathers. For example, um, men may you know want to play the tough card with their kids. They may want to you know. Oh, you'll you'll be all right, and 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 that's and that's fine. It's okay to be tough on on your kids. It's it's okay, but you gotta know when to draw the line. You gotta let them know that it's okay to say I love you. It's okay if a man wants to kiss his son on the forehead or something like. There's nothing wrong 
you know, with these things. Like you can be um, just because um, you are compassionate doesn't take away from your your manhood. Like I remember when I was in sixth grade, <laughs> I told my dad that I love him, and he said, "Boy, you just as gay." And <laughs> and I remember wow. I remember that, and I remember like wow. thinking like. Like, I know that I'm not gay, but at the same time, it's like, what in the world? Like, it, it, it bothered me. It bothered me. But then as I got older, I realized that's the same way that his dad raised him. I've only seen my dad Hi. cry one time, and that was when my grandfather passed away. And so, like, I remember, like, you know, and 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 then I started thinking, like, when I when I talk to, um, you know, my when I talk to my dad or when I talk to his siblings, they all have this like hardcore, you know, way about them, like where they 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 can't express themselves or they can't express emotions or you know, Tamaria is 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 famous, you know, for for saying that she loves you. Like Tamaria will tell you that she loves you. Like Tamaria will express how she feels. And like, like every time she says it, I'm like, "Oh God, not these jokes," <laughs> you know. And I, and and I listen to them, and a lot of times they don't say it back, or if they do, like it's really, really hard for them. To like, like, you know, they they will, you know, it, it, it's a it's a struggle. But this is how they were raised, so it's just been a cycle, you know. And women can do the same things. And I'm gonna say this. Uh, and it may be a little controversial, but I am going to say this. On the flip side, I know women tend to be more soft. Uh, they have a more soft approach. Um, or, um, you know, they 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 may, you know, be too soft, meaning like the same way that men might cross the line being too tough, Women might do that being too soft, and then the boy grows up, and he has no idea how to be tough. So I think that it's important to find that balance because as a mother, you don't want to raise your son to be a mama's boy to the point that he can't function in a relationship where he expects somebody to clean his nasty drawers all the time, where he expects somebody to cook for him every single day. Granted, if you get that, he should also be able to stand on his two feet because there may be years, you know, that that he goes without being in a relationship, and he has to be able to do things on his own. Don't make him think that it's okay because you baby him so much growing up that he thinks it's okay to sit home and play video games while his wife or his girlfriend goes to work, and he's dropping her off at work and going back home eating Cheerios in his drawers and playing video games. Like, this is not okay. And so I think that we have to be careful. But, again, I'm going to say that it starts at home and we have to learn how not to break these kids before they get a chance to leave home and deal with the real world. Tammy? Oh, wow. Um I see. Where do I start here? I'm, I'm going to start with the, with the children and say that it is so 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 important. If if you guys get nothing else, especially for those who are parents, if you are a father, a mother, 
of a young boy. Let's let's just leave it for a young boy right now. We'll we'll, because that's what we're talking about. Emotionally broken men. I agree with you, Rodney. I I believe it starts at home. We as women have to make choices. We cannot because we are. Um, for the most part, and, and I know we're again we get into roles, we get into these um, these these idea of what a woman is, what what a man is, what he does, what she does, but we cannot we cannot get around that because that starts in the word. God says men are to lead, to protect, to provide, to nurture. Really, I mean, as far as love the the wife as Christ loved the church. Um, so we there, we just cannot omit that. We cannot leave that part out. So we have to make better choices. If not, who to spend our time with, certainly who to let be the father of our children. We just have to do better. And then we have to understand that we cannot change or we cannot fix a man. Now, you can love. But you don't have to love to the point, to a point to where it destroys not just you, but this man as well, because now he's going to remain broken. He has no reason now to get up, to get up and get out of that emotional brokenness. And it doesn't mean he's got to get up and get out into a world that he does not fit in. Where does he fit? And that's it. And that's for him to determine and figure out. He needs to go to God with that. Prayer, reading the word, meditation, talking to other men. I think that's, a, that's another thing men don't do enough because of the stereotype or the role. Men don't do that because we are leaders. We, are, we already got it figured out. Well, no, you don't. None of us really do. We all need each other. That's why God gave us all different gifts. We're all different and we're all stronger in certain areas of life. And then we're weak here and where I may be weak, my sister may be strong. But at least women will discuss and talk about it so that they know where you're strong and where I'm weak and and how we can meet each other there. Because we're not doing so great in that area, although we know. But the role just placed upon men, I can't, like, again, again, like I said earlier in the show, I cannot imagine being a man. But at the same time, I remember my son saying right on this show, I wish, when I say, what should I have done differently? He said, I wish you would just have been mama because you can't be both. You can't, you, you, as, although you tried and you thought you were doing a great job, you could not be my dad. You could not give me what what I needed from my dad, from a man. And, Rodney, I heard you say, I actually wrote this down, you said that um, that they were teaching you to be nice, to be, I guess, I'm going to say helpful, to be kind. And that's okay. But we got to stop teaching people to be kind before we teach them to be leaders. Leaders in the, and a leader is not always kind because I can't mm-hmm. always feed you what you want. I got to give you some stuff you need. Hey, you are screwing up here. This is not what a man does. 
a man shows his wife, I don't care if he does it with 25000 a year or $100,000 a year. He loves his wife. He leads his family with what he has and with who he is. He's not measuring himself against John Doe. He's setting goals for his life. As I stared out and looked at this, I don't know what kind of flower, tree. It's a flower. It's a tree with just, just this, this one kind of flowers on it. And I sat and I looked at that tree like, okay, there's a root to this. It needs that dirt. There's there's several, many, many branches. I actually took pictures of it. There's many branches. Not all of them had flowers that had bloomed on it. But guess what? They will bloom. They will come in their own time. And so for the one thing I say for for, for women, stop letting men off the hook. Okay, dude, you had a bad childhood. You did not have a father. Your mother may have had to, like you said, your mom, Rodney, made maybe four or five dollars. She's trying to raise all these kids alone, so now she's angry. Where is that anger going to go? Right to those children. She can't give you guys what you need. He's not giving it. So where does that leave our children? So we just keep repeating this cycle. Because I started to look and think, where did this thing go, start to go wrong? But I don't ever know if it was really right. So it's not where did it, where or when did it start to go wrong. Was it ever right? We may have had a few men here or there get this thing to a point almost of, I won't say perfection, but we could call it perfection because to raise for a man, a young boy to grow up and become a man who leads his family, who provides, and we got we to gotta define these words a little bit more careful because provide does not mean you got to have a three-course, four-course meal every night. You just got to be full. You just got to eat. <laughs> It doesn't mean steak and being and all this. So you got to stop buying into what society definition that society gives these things like poverty. I I love to hear about the mindset of poverty, but I always say, let's first stop telling people that they are poor. Because if you have a house, if you have your life today, if you have food, who says you're poor? Who says that you're poor? Who is worrying about tomorrow? Because we may all we we all may be gone. So you have to get to a point. First, I'm gonna say this, you gotta get God in your life, men. You got I've heard some men say, I started turning women down. Like I it's sex no longer really matters that much because it's everywhere. You can get it every day, all day if you want it. To the point that men say, I turn it down maybe more now, or I just don't want it anymore. Like this. Not saying they don't, but like this. When it gets to a point where I hear men, a man, a man that's not even after me, because some people say, oh, he just want, he just, let's keep it real here. He just wanted to, he wanted yours. No, not men that are not pursuing me, saying, I, I just don't even want it anymore. And, ladies, when it gets to that point, we have to look at in the mirror and say, what are we doing? Because now they don't have to pursue us. They don't have to woe us because we treat them like we treat them better than we treat our 
children, meaning I'm not saying like you should not honor your husband. If it's your husband, different story, but you should not let a man come in your house. I'm reminded of the story of a young girl who, who had begged her mom, breakfast, let's get up and do breakfast. I don't have time. Let's get up and do breakfast. I don't have time. This little girl, mother, met this guy, let him in the house, not marry her. And guess what she has time to do now? Get up and fix him breakfast while they both go (laughs) their way. She goes to school. Mom goes to work. Johnny's sitting right there in the house. So if y'all letting Johnny sit down in your house, I don't care if Johnny got to go to McDonald's. He go stand on the corner. He better make me think if he's going to come in my house. He's going, we are too gullible. We're too easy. We just rather have a man because guess what? Because society says if you don't have a man in your life, you are nothing. You know, if no one has chosen you, so you just want to look like you've been chosen. But you feel like what Rodney says, your soul is worth $2. Your spirit is worth $2 because you know, take it right back to that word, you are not being loved. And so that's a word we just need to stop throwing around because if I be honest with myself, when I look at love and what it what it means and how you should love someone, it's it's been a, it's it's been very few people that I've truly loved. And even those that I think I've truly loved, I even love them selfishly. So it's a it's a difference between loving yourself and being selfish. It's a difference between having motives, even for the men in your life. They got to do everything perfectly. They got to say everything just as you want them to say when you want them to say it, how you want them to say it. But at the same time, you're not letting them lead. You don't even trust the man enough that you said, I do, to lead you. So it's about us, too. However, again, we cannot let men sit around and waddle in their mess because, again, we've all been through something. We've all been through something. And most most of us are emotionally broken in some way, shape, form, or fashion. But if you if that's where you stay, or want to say, now I got to show you a Rodney who says, hey, my dad told me, boy, you must be gay because I said I love him. Y'all listen to that. Listen to that. Where then you go back to the, the, the word that says love is the greatest of them all. And the only thing remaining was faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, but love is the greatest of them all. But yet we tiptoe around this word, family against family, brother against brother, sister against sister, mother against daughter, mother against son, all of this. But we love not just us. We love God who says the greatest of them all is love. So before I turn it back over to you, I want to read First Corinthians 13. This is about love. And so as I read it, as you go away from this show tonight, think about how you love. What is love? 
Are you loving? Are you loving yourself? Are you still caught up in your guilt, blame, shame? What what happened to you? What your mom didn't do for you? What your dad didn't do for you? What you needed? Well, you're a grown person now. So we can about say whatever you did not get as a child, you're probably not going to get. And if you get it as an adult, it will not mean the same. So at some point you got to become responsible. And if nothing else, for the love that you give, how you love, how you perceive love, what's your reality of love? Because if you let the man come in, lady, if you let a man come in who is capable of working and providing and protecting and nurturing you, again, it doesn't matter if he's doing it with $50 an hour or $20 an hour. It doesn't matter. But if you let that man come sit down in your chair, lay in your bed, and you don't hold him accountable and responsible in a respectful and loving way, then you got to ask yourself, do you love yourself? Do you love your children? So it starts, everything starts because I didn't say it. The word says, but the greatest of them all is love. Everything starts on that love. Everything. Everything. So 1 Corinthians 13, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy, and can and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. If I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. And how many times, people, do we give? We give, give, give. And sometimes you have to ask yourself, why are you giving? Are you giving for the glory of God? Are you giving so that people will say you gave and see that you gave? What is your motive behind giving? Because if it's not love and compassion for people, you have nothing, you are nothing, and you will gain nothing. Verse 4, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. The last time you reminded your mate of what he or she did wrong. But it said it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. When is the last time you just told somebody the truth? You need to get up out of that woman's house and go find a job. You need to spend more time with your kids. You need to get over whatever happened to you because the person that did it to you has gone on. So it rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Perseveres, I'm sorry. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, 
they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. And it seems like we're losing all knowledge. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And before I turn it back over to Rodney, some of us just need to realize we're not children anymore. What happened to you as a child, you had no control over. You're responsible for your life and what you do now and what you teach your children. The torch that you turn around and pass on to your child. And as a man, that's how to be a man, to be your own man, to live in your own skin, to thrive in the way God created you to. But there's some common things that I think God put you all here for. And 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 I'm sorry because it is a is a it's a torch to carry because you don't just give that torch over and you walk away. You have to keep living. You have to continue to pass torch on after torch. When that young man is writing, said, "I love you, Dad." When that young man says says that, you need to be able to say, "I love you too, son. I'm proud of you." He needs to see you cry. He needs to see you love his mom. Whether you're together or not, respect her. So these little boys need men. They don't need men who are still stuck in their childhood. Because, again, you, sh- you tell me a story, I show you God's glory in somebody else's life who chose to allow God to make a difference regardless of where they came from, regardless of the father, regardless of the mother, regardless of the neighborhood, the teacher, the circumstances, regardless of the criminal record. And so I go back to when I think, where did it all go wrong? I don't know if we ever got it right. I don't know if it ever was really right. And if it was, it was so close to wrong until it has triggered anyway. This thing goes back to when when mothers were told, well, we will take care of you, but your, your, your baby daddy or your husband or man can't be in the home. And so men, again, I could not walk your shoes. I'm glad to be a woman. This this topic opened my eyes tonight or today while I was just reading and researching, and my heart started to hurt for men, for us, for women, for our children, for our households, for your pain. Because you were you were put here to do this, 
to lead, to protect, to provide. God put that in you as men, even as young boys. I was so thankful for the man who told me, don't take that away from your son. He is not, he is, he was put here to be even your protector as as a man, as he grows up, not your husband, not your man, but as your son, even he has a natural instinct to protect the women in his life. I remember Brandon being in high school. His grandmother had picked him up. And God bless Miss Earlene. I need to, I don't know if she's listening tonight, but I but but she drives quite different. And you love her dearly, but Brandon came home <laughs> and he said, "Mama, I cannot get back in the car with Miss Earl with Grandmama cuz Grandma's going to make me hurt somebody." He doesn't to him, this is Grandmama. And he doesn't care if she pulls out in front of you. You can say you can stop, you can you can do whatever, but don't say anything to my grandmother. Because now we got a different story, and that was in high school, junior, high school, junior high. I mean, he was young, but his natural instinct is no. You're not gonna say nothing to my grandmother now. I don't care if she pull out and make you hit a pole. You just better get out with a with 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 the right attitude, or we gonna have to go there. <laughs> so we need to allow allow men to be men. We can't have it both, women. And I'll be the first to stand up and tell you I tried to, to be both, have both. Oh, we we just can't have it both ways. Back over to you, Rodney. Tammy, excuse me. I'm glad that you went there because um, I was sitting here just thinking about the uh, the title and the next thing I was going to do was was essentially talk about um, loving emotionally broken men. Where you went with We're losing you, Rodney, for some reason. You're going out. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me better now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um... I think that I, I think that when it comes to Corinthians, uh, I think that we have to apply that, no matter who we're dealing with, but especially in a in, in a situation like this. And so, here here's what I'm going to say. When it comes to loving, emotionally broken men, uh, number one, Please recognize the fact that most men do not see themselves as emotional. Men see themselves as either physical or they see their emotions as natural. For example, we think that it is natural, and I'm not saying that it's not, but we see when we uh, demonstrate emotions, we see it as natural. Take a man who gets upset about the outcome of a game, right? Football, basketball, doesn't matter. Getting upset about the outcome of a game to the point where men have 
gotten in arguments behind games. Men have gotten in fistfights behind games. Stop speaking to each other behind games. Um, caused scenes during games. And even if you watching men during the game, the ones uh, on the court or on the field, even they let their emotions get the best of them. But we, as a society, just say, well, you know, that that's normal. No, those are emotions that he's showing. And so it's hard to tell men or convince men that we are emotional as well. Um, I'll use the example that Samaria gave before. You know, the way that we react when we find out that we've been that that we've been cheated on, that's emotion. When you uh, when you are you know upset, um, and we we we've heard cases where men have beaten up women or men have killed women. Um, because they were cheated on. And so, again, those things are emotions. Men hurt. Men get their feelings hurt. Um, but it's hard to, if you get into a conversation, you know, we always hear, well, women, women are emotional. And that may be true, but don't forget that we as men, have emotions as well. And I'm going to come back to this, Sammy, because I see that we have a caller. Yes. So we're mm-hmm. going to bring in um, we're going to bring in our caller from area code 901. Last four digits are 2983. Caller, you're on the air. Hello. How are you all doing? Good. How are you doing? We're great. How are you? Well, well, well you know, listen, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, broken men need to stop uh, holding on to that crutch. Uh, it, it gets to a point where they need to learn to have self-confidence in themselves, learn to uh, start speaking to themselves and having faith and confidence in themselves, and stop letting other people uh, put tags on them. Um, uh, other than that, um, you know, women, of course, raise boys. And so boys, of course, end up being broken in the sense that you have a, uh, I hate to say it, but women... There are some women that, you know, like you said, raise boys to be weak, and and, um, and that, that that ends up being a crutch. So so it's kind of hard because a mother wants to have to be the mother and the father in a sense. But you know, it, it is hard. But yet still, mothers need to um, uh, learn how to have a balance. And and when men need to learn how not to. Uh, Always feel that they're broken. There needs to be a point where they have to get up. You know, the Bible says a, a righteous man falls, but he, you know he gets up. You know, you know, um, and so until you know men start getting up, they're going to always be those men that are broken, and you're always going to have broken men. But men need to start having uh, encouraging themselves. Even Apostle Paul encouraged themselves at times. You know, so. Um, so in order so the things can change so they can help their children, their sons in particular. You know, my mom, we never had that issue. Um, my brother and I, we, we would tell each other we loved each other all the time. We would get these stirs from, you know, individuals, I guess because, 
you know, it was uncommon. They, you know, they, of course, they wouldn't tell their their siblings that they loved each other openly, you know. But mm-hmm. we we never had the problem. We never. Paula, are you still there? I'm here. I have, a, I have a question for you, and this just came to mind as you as you were talking. And, and Tammy, uh, um, I want you to chime in as well. But um, so I so um, I knew this I knew this kid growing up, and his dad, you know, tried to uh, show him the way, tried to show him, you know, how to be you know, a boy and, you know, tried to, you know, be tough on him and, you know, dad, you know, tried to show him the way. And then, um, and mom and dad lived in the same house. Mom and dad lived in the same house and, and he, you know, they, they had two kids. Daughter was older and, you know, they had the son and dad, you know, was trying to do the manly thing, trying to show him the way. When he messes up, you know, dad comes down hard on him and, you know, you know, tries to talk to him, um, you know, tries to, tries to correct him and everything but always ran into an issue with his wife, um, the mother, um, because, you know, she, you know, thought dad was being hard on him and mom wanted to, you know, baby him and, you know, that was her that was her baby and, you know, mom was, you know, letting him get away with things. And so her and dad just like butted heads all the time until eventually dad said, you know what, there's no sense in me trying to, you know, teach this boy how to be a man if you're going to do the complete opposite. And so dad kind of just, you know, backed away. He didn't leave the family, didn't leave the house, but dad just kind of said, you know what, I'm trying to, like, keep this boy, like, on the straight and narrow path. You know, I'm trying trying to teach him the way. But, you know, mom mom kept interfering, so finally dad just said, forget it. And so even though dad didn't leave the home or anything like that, like he stopped, you know, the things that he was doing. And eventually this boy went to went to jail uh, or, or, or some home or something for, for murder when he was like 13 years old. And so my question to, 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 to our caller and to Tammy what can a man do in a situation like that? Because I know, you know, on one hand we could say, well, you know, he should have never let the mom push him to that point. But at the same time, you know, we can also say, well, you know, I understand, you know, how somebody can get frustrated in a situation like that. So what can a man do if he's in a um, position like that? Um, do you want to go first, caller, or do you want me to go first? Women first. Okay, I take it back to lead. I mean, we can't play with this thing. Make First of all, make better choices. See, we're not having enough conversations before we have the sex, before we have the babies, before we get married. We don't know what we're dealing with, and I get it. I'm a mama of a young boy, and I tell y'all, I failed in that area. Now, I was harder on Brandon than than his dad was. Now, I, I can say that. But we women are, 
we are we are beyond emotional. Like we take it to for the most part, not all of us, but for the most part, yeah, we are. We want our baby to not climb so high on the on the on the sliding board at the park, or we we're always saying, you know, be careful, don't fall. And the dad is probably there saying, you know, go on, son, fall. We fall, we just take it to the doctor, whatever. <laughs> you got, and and that's why that's why God set it set the stage for us. This is how it is to be done. Um, men are to lead. There are to be two people. And, and if, one, if one leaves, there should be a man to step up in that role of being a man, even if he's not in that household. Those kids should know. So what does that mean? For that man to step up, ladies, we got to step back. And, yes, it hurts us. Yes, it hurts us to see our babies, I guess, feel like they're being too tough on them, but what is the world going to be? What is the world going to be to them? So we have to step back, and if we love our children and our husband like we say we do or how we should, you know he's going to have to go through some stuff. You're going to have to feel this pain because you're going to get in school, brother, and they're going to have some rules. You're going to have some things you have to do. This world does not float around you. So, again, I take it back to love. Once we know what love is, then I know I got to give it to you right. I got to prepare you for a world who cares nothing about you. And so if I'm babying you in here and I'm letting you get away with this and I'm taking care of you here and I'm doing this and doing that for you, what the hell are you going to do when you get out in the world and they do none of that? How are you going to survive? How have I prepared you? And so most of us, We just need to grow up If you are a mother Then you've got to parent And if you are a God-fearing mother Then you got to seek God On when, what, how But you cannot baby that child you got to teach him that when he grows Beyond being a child He cannot, he can no longer He or she can act like a child and I and no no mother or no father is going to get it perfectly because at the end of the day, all of us have to make a choice of what we want from life, who we want to be, who we want to serve, and now you got to be an adult and do it, regardless of where you came from. So that man did not lead his home. He stepped out of his role. And I, it doesn't concern me of why, what she said, what she wouldn't let him do. To me, no man should stand up and say, my, my wife wouldn't let me parent my son or my daughter. No man. Because I'm going to tell you, if I was one, you couldn't tell me that, wife. You couldn't, it just ain't going to happen. And at the same time, me as a woman, I need to be able to talk to my mama, my girlfriend, and say, oh, Lord, y'all going to have to help me because I see my baby going through it. And then they need to be able to tell me, let that man do what he needs to do. But, yeah, we'll feed them bones. Right. Let them, and let that man teach them little girls how, what kind of man to look for. Exactly. A partner. Exactly. So, So the man should not. Give up. He should not say, "Okay, I'm gonna let you have it," because he's not preparing. He's not doing what God set him here to do. And he has. We have to make that choice. You have you have kids that come from perfect, so-called perfect homes. They got the the parent who's there, 
the mother, the father, and they, but they make a choice that I want to do this. So at some point, your life has to become about you, no matter what your mama or your daddy did not do. Over to you, Paula. Well, yeah, well, yes, and the woman have, hopefully the woman will, the wife will have, a, uh, at least the woman will have chosen a man that she knows that will, will will not teach the boy the wrong things in life. I will will be there to try to guide him because she see that in in the man that she has made a choice to to make a child with. Uh, she you know she sees that that he's responsible. So uh, as women have to step back and let men teach young men how to be men. So uh, young men, so that they can grow up. And, and boys, of course, are gonna make you know, men. We we made mistakes and made choices, and we fell, we cried, we got up, you know, dust ourselves off. And so you know, but the mom, they gonna run to them, you know, they run to the child, you know. But the the son, the dad, stand, we stand off and let the boy run to us, you know. And 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 that's the the difference, I think. Um, um, so we have to learn how to trust. Um, Women have to learn how to trust men to be men, that the, the men that they choose in their lives, if they're going to have a man around their children to, and have sons by them, they need to, uh, you know, make better choices and trust the man to make the choice to help raise their child so that uh, he will be a, a better man, a better husband, and a better person and a better citizen, as well as and the same teaching the young ladies how to be uh, young ladies. This is what to expect out of a man. Respect them and love them mm-hmm. and take care of them and show compassion and watch over them and protect them. Wow. Okay. Well, Carla, I know I know who you are and I don't know, um, but do you, you you didn't share that? But do you have anything you want to share about what you're doing? I'm excited about uh, the picture I received. So, do you have any information on on what's going on in your life and? Uh, any, I guess, projects you're working on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, we, we're keeping everything hush hush right now. I mean, you know, got a closing okay. line coming out. We're working for now, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep things hush hush. But oh, oh, you know, we have I have something coming for you soon. I'll be contacting you soon, and so uh, I can get you your okay. that package to you. Uh, um, um, okay. but um, we no no, I, I we I'm gonna keep it hush hush. Okay. All right. All right. Well, when you're ready, uh, I will think about remember Political Evolution so we can help you support it. I will. I will. You know I will. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank you for your comments, and and you've been a great addition. Thank you for for listening to Butterfly Evolution. Couldn't do no better but to do that. You all have a good night. (laughs) Thank Thank you for tuning in. Please stay with us. Um, well, Rodney, here's what I'd like to do, um, and I'm sure you're on board because it's it's it's. Uh, I, I want people. We can stay and we can talk about this all night, and I I really want to bring this back next Monday. I want everybody okay. who's listening to, um, and I have someone scheduled for next Monday, um, but she is not confirmed, and I'm, I reached out to her today. <laughs> And if I don't hear back and get what I need uh, probably in the next 24 hours, I'm going to move forward and schedule this show for round two. 
But you guys, let me say this as we as we work to bring it to a close, because we can sit and talk about topics like this all day, all night, unless you make a choice to do something differently, to to figure out who you are and not conform to this world or the patterns of this world, not the things that 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 this world brings value to or promotes um, just to get you hyped up about who you are, who you are not, what you should do, what you can't do, when you should do it. Become your own person. Control your home. Go to God's word about who you are, your gender role, and you work to bring glory to God. And that's it. That's it. And I go back to Miss Erlene, who, who just always encourages me, and I never forget these words. You just do what's right and let God handle the consequences. And that, that, that changed the, the, the perspective because often in my world and even now, you know, if I do what's right, then guess what? I want you to do what's right too. If I do something, then I got to expect some expectations of you, whether you know it or not. And see, again, that's not what love is. So you first just got to figure out who you love. Who are you going to love in that way? Because we can't keep being wusses. We, we, you don't go around and see, we want to play like we're this nice person. We love everybody. We do all this. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to say this, and I hate to use this as an example, but you want to know how nice a person is, let somebody in the family die. You want to know how much somebody loves you, let somebody die. People love money. They love status. They love fame. They love what they look like. They love what they wish they were or wanted to be. And in the midst of that, you lose sight of who you are and who God created you to be. I have to ask myself, do you do things for your for your own good or for for God's glory? Why are you running this race? What's the mission really about? And so we have to keep it real with ourselves, man or woman, male or female, child or adult, truth. You just got to start keeping it real. If you had a bad childhood, okay, let's talk about it. Now let's move on, because do you want to pass that torch to your child? Do you want do you want your home to be filled with this? So for those who listen, for those who tuned in, when you hang up this phone as a man, what kind of man are you going to strive to be? And from what source does that come from? What does that look like? Men, start talking more. Start encouraging each other. But at the same time, start calling each other out. But see, it's hard to call somebody out on what you're doing yourself. Birds of a feather flock together. If you've changed, if you're doing this thing right and some a young man is not, and the same with women, he ought to see some difference in you. And he ought to be getting called out sometimes with brotherly love and truth. 
the somebody, we got to make a change, y'all, because we are losing sight of everything, especially our children, especially. I see those children out there about this gun control, and that's all fine and dandy. But you know what? When you get up off the Washington ground, when you stop marching, how are you going to go back to school and treat a person who does not look like you, who does not drive the car you drive, who's not the same color skin, who doesn't have the name brand clothes, who may come from the other side of the track? How are you going to treat that person? Are you going to eliminate them from your clique just because of the color of their skin or where their mom works or doesn't work, where they live, what they drive, what, how they dress? When you get up off that ground, when you stop marching, trying to control guns, what are you going to do when you get back to school with the kids fit in? Are you going to be different there? And so let's take off, let's, let's just stop playing with life and the game, stop playing with ourselves. Be true about who you are. Be true. And let's let people be true because until then, nothing will change. Nothing. So hopefully we'll bring this topic back next Monday, if not certainly the Monday thereafter. Um, so you guys, Ronnie and I want to hear how you've made some changes, how this show helped you. Um for men, I, I used to get up and watch the Potter's House, T.D. Jake. T.D. Jake had it on for, like, I don't know, a couple of years maybe. And it would come on, I think, at 4 o'clock my time, 5 o'clock Atlanta time, a.m. And I would get up and watch it just to try to understand more. And so, men, if you don't have another man in your life that is willing to sit down and talk, but I, I doubt that. I think if you guys will start some movements to where you come together socialize, you know, do do what you do and talk about some real stuff. Talking about talk about leading your wife, leading your 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 children. And again, don't get caught up on money. You could do that with twenty dollars like you could do it with fifty dollars. You just have to sit down, have the conversation and make a way. Write the vision, make it plain. Remember that you guys are on the same team. Whether you're in the household with the woman or your children, you have to have I hope that your 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 heart is that you raise a person to be an adult who can take care of him himself, who can lead his wife, who can make the choices. Because that's what it's all about. So um that's it for me. Um, hopefully, again, we'll be doing this next Monday. I'll post something maybe uh, Wednesday, Thursday, hopefully. Um, or you can just log on and see, see for those of you who don't have, have social media. Uh, Rodney, as we bring it to a close, back over to you. Uh, any announcements, Tammy, before I give uh, my my final remarks? Uh, um, I will be speaking... Um, at the Salvation Army um, on April 
nice, I think. It's the rehabilitation center where people are transitioning out of a six-month program, going back into life. Um, I will be speaking of people on April 9th, and I'm excited about that. Uh, this is kind of this is a first for me in that role. Um, so I'm tweaking my my um, my seminar a bit, but I'm excited about that. Uh, I do have a conference. I think I talked to you about that, but I do have a conference for educators that's going to be this summer. We're working to narrow down the date um, and all of that, but I have more information on that, and this 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 will be as well about communication. It's the communication experience for educators. So I'm focusing my um, attention really on that, and then I've, I'm submitting for some other things, but if they come through, fine and dandy, but uh, I'm geared toward educators right now because we have, there's there's room there as well because these are people who are with our children eight hours a day who are coming from, we have mostly women, of course, you know that, Rodney, but women who are coming from homes where um, perhaps that man is just, just does not feel capable, that he's capable of leading and protecting and providing. So we have frustrated Teachers who come who come from frustrated homes, who go to a frustrating work work environment, who's dealing with kids who are coming from those same homes. So we have to learn to adapt and thrive in the role that we are put in, and sometimes that we put ourselves in. So that's my announcement for now. I hope to have more for you as we progress through the springtime. Um, and so that's it. Very, very good Very good uh, Those of you uh, in the area Please uh, be sure to keep up with Tammy And what she's doing And definitely get out and support uh, As often um, as you can uh, Nothing major going on here um, uh, Again, we will let you guys know When the podcast is is, is ready uh, For you to listen to uh, That I did this, this, Saturday, this past Saturday in Chicago uh, the only thing going on here, Tammy, is uh, Friday is the last day of school <laughs> um, until uh, until the 3rd of April. Uh, so next week we will be on spring break. But do not be alarmed, anyone. I will still be here next Monday. Um, I do want to say this, Tammy, um, as we end the show, um, and I'm going to say this to the women, and I'm going to go back to, um, what I said at the beginning of the show, and that is it all starts at home. And I'm going to say this to the women, and I think I said this on the show maybe a couple of years ago, but I'm going to say it again. And that is to the women, maybe you did not have a, quote, good man. Maybe you chose the wrong person for whatever reason. Maybe they are not a good husband to you. Maybe they were not a good husband to you. Maybe you never married them because things just never worked out, but you ended up having a child with that man. Just because he turned out to be, um, whether you knew it up front, whether you paid attention to the signs or not, just because he was not a good man does not give you a free pass when it comes to your son. Remember, 
Somebody is going to want your son one day. Think about this question as we end. What type of husband and what type of father are you raising, even if you're doing it by yourself? This has been another live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Tammy and I want to thank you guys once again for tuning in with us. As always, we hope that you have a blessed week. We hope that you have a good night. If you are anywhere that there's going to be bad weather, please be safe, guys. Please be safe. We love you, and we will see you next Monday, same time, same station. Good night, everybody. But I know change all come.